Faced with an uncertain future, many business owners and technology professionals don't have the time needed to invest in their business technology strategies. And as a result, they're afraid of their technology getting outdated and putting their company and customers' information at risk. The digital future is already here, but with all different choices in the marketplace, it's difficult to know which one will be the best fit for you and your strategic vision. Imagine having the peace of mind that your business is backed by the right technology investments that are tailored for your specific needs. Hi, I'm Brian Nichols, and I've helped countless business owners and technology professionals just like you, helping you make informed decisions about what technologies are best to invest in for your business. Voice, bandwidth, cybersecurity, business continuity, juggling all the aspects of business technology is messy. Let me help. Head to briannicholsshow.com forward slash help and sign up for a free one-on-one -on -one consultation with yours truly to dig deep into where you see your company heading and how we can align your business technology towards those goals. Again, that's briannicholsshow.com forward slash help to get your simplified business technology started today. Victor Antonio, welcome to the program. Selling is all about, really, it's, we're not selling a product, you're not selling a service, you're not selling value, you're not selling whatever you think you're selling, a solution. You're selling change. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show, your source for common sense politics on the We Are Libertarians Network. As a sales and marketing executive in the greater telecommunications cybersecurity industry, Brian works with C-level executives to help them future-proof their company's infrastructure for an uncertain future. And in each episode, Brian takes that experience and applies it to the liberty movement. And this is why we talk about being the trusted advisor. You should be able to help use that expert guidance and all the opinions that I'm sure that you have and help lead them towards not just a decision, but the right decision. Instead of focusing on simply winning arguments or being right, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and their application in the world of politics, showing you how to ask better questions, tell better stories, and ultimately change people's minds. And now, your host, Brian Nichols. Astro world could have been prevented. The nine people that died didn't have to die. We didn't need to have the 300 plus that got injured. The 11 people who suffered from cardiac arrest that all could have been avoided. And I'm gonna share some some solutions for events in general. And you know, as people in the liberty movement are starting to do events and they're starting to do big events where you know thousands of people are showing up. Talking about security is, is important and needs to be taken very seriously because if you look at the events of Astroworld, again, nine people died, probably potentially more, and 11 had cardiac arrest and over 300 people were injured and it all could have been avoided. So thanks to, to Brian Nichols and welcome everybody to the Brian Nichols Show. Uh, not talking marketing today. Today, I want to talk about something a little more serious that I'm something I'm really passionate about is safety at events. And I did a deep dive video on this, so it won't be a long deep dive. This is just a quick overview on what happened at Astroworld and, and why it could have been avoided and some, some solutions. So things like that don't happen again, right? So quick overview on what happened at Astroworld. So first of all, uh, rapper Travis Scott did a festival in a venue that did not have the capabilities or wasn't equipped to handle 50,000 plus people. Also, they didn't have enough security. They didn't have enough police and their protocols were absolutely horrible. But even with all of that, that concert never should have happened. So usually when you go to an event, right, you buy a ticket, you go through a security, especially like a concert, right? So you buy a ticket, you go through security and at security you might get wanded they might have pat downs they might have like metal detectors that you walk through 
maybe a combo of all of those. And everyone kind of comes in and has been been checked and vetted, making sure they get in safely, right? And in in the concert industry, the music industry, we have a, a term called a show stop event or stop show event, right? So an event that happens where the show just needs to be stopped because it's unsafe for the show to continue. So I'm not even so basically real quick before I get to the, the event that I believe should have been the, the stop show event. You know, not only was it way overcrowded at the site, they had um, a serious issue with crowd surge. So what crowd surge is when you have thousands of people pushing in one direction, right? So towards the stage usually, because they're trying to get closer and closer to the stage. And then people start feeling pressure from getting pushed and start getting tight and they want to get out, right? So then you have hundreds or even thousands more pushing back in the other direction to tr just try to get the hell out of there. And what happens, a lot of people that are in the middle of this or even at the barricades because they can't escape because they're being pushed so hard against the barricades, they they can't breathe. And, and a lot of them can, can pass out right? because they're, there's literally almost no oxygen in, in the lungs, right? They're, they're, so the ones that die, they usually die from asphyxiation, which is literally you can't breathe. Like there's... There's just no air able to come in, no able air able to go out. You're just completely out of oxygen and you, you die from basically you're suffocating to death, which is a horrible way to go. And, you know, if, if, if you're lucky, right, you don't die. Um, a lot of people there passed out, were unconscious. They, the medical staff was completely overwhelmed, right? And there's actually a girl that passed out and was in the medical tent, woke up in the medical tent and she was a nurse, so she immediately starts helping the, the medical team and starts giving CPR and first aid to people to try to help save lives. And she was just passed out. and She's trying to save these lives, right? And this all started happening probably between the, the artist that was before Travis Scott and Travis Scott, right? So he had a 30-minute countdown before his show started. And it already happened during that countdown. So people were passing out. There's already been deaths before the show even started. There is a... You know, I have a couple of scenes queued up. I didn't know how deep I want to go, but there's this there's this horrible scene. So actually, I, you know what? I, I've, I know I've done this the deep dive on this, but I do, I do want to show a, a couple of things, right? So real quick, so this first clip I'm going to show, and if you're listening to the audio version of this, uh, I'll explain the clips, um, and then maybe we'll I'll, I'll talk about the clip afterwards. But I have a couple of clips I want to show real quick. And there, there's a part where the, the audience is in between songs is just chanting, stop the show, stop the show because how horrible the, the crowd surge is and people, again, are passing out, they're dying and they're, they're really just suffering and this event is, has really turned south. So here's a clip of people chanting, stop the show. Stop the show, stop the show, stop the show, stop the show, stop the show. You think that should make some motherfucking noise real quick, y'all? Right, so when you listen to that clip, they're talking about someone dying that just died five songs ago. <laughs> Travis Scott's still going on. And having worked, you know, so what's my qualifications to talk about this? I have booked and produced over 2,500 shows, probably getting closer to not 3,000. And it's anywhere from clubs to festivals to arenas to amphitheaters. And when things like that start happening, right, people are passing out at shows or dying at shows. Maybe you're thinking, oh, maybe they didn't know about it. No, they absolutely knew about it. The second someone passes out, the second that medics have to attend to someone, 
here are the people that know. And the medics are usually on radios. Uh, now, there was talks about the medics not having enough radios, which is a security disaster to begin with. But every medic should have a radio so they can communicate with the festival producers, right? So once that medic started trying to help the first person that passed out, they should have communicated, uh, and they probably did, with the festival producers and the, the touring production company, right? So the production company I put on the festival. And the show continued, right? So five songs ago. And again, I, I said this, this already started happening during during the 30-minute countdown. Then an, the next clip, and in that clip, uh, if you listen to the audio version of it, it's Travis Scott standing on a giant platform just looking down at the audience, not doing anything, right? And he's, now, can he hear them chanting, stop the show? Probably, because it was quite a few people chanting it, right? But artists do wear, if you ever see like these headphones they have in their ears, or what looks like headphones, those are called in-ear monitors, right? So that's where they can hear themselves sing uh, or, or rap, or whatever it is, uh, or they can hear the band performing, right? They hear the music, they have tracks playing in their ears. And, and the reason that happens is because it is really hard to hear on stage. So, so they can hear themselves and perform better. They have these in-ear monitors and... So potentially because of the in-ear monitors, he didn't hear it, but I, again, I highly doubt it. I just still think he heard something, right? Um, but anyway, so the next clip I'm going to show is, as you see the crowd surge right at the barricade, right? And, and usually when people are being pressed against the barricade or people are starting to pass out, so when you see like these old school, I don't know when you see these old school Michael Jackson videos of girls being pulled out of the audience uh, and being passed out, right? Because that a lot of times it can happen because they're just super dehydrated, right? Because a lot of times when, when young people go to shows, they want to rush to the gates and they park themselves there and they're there in the entire show. They're not going to get any drink. They're not going to get anything to eat. And it's hot. It's sweaty when you're that close to the stage. And, and you probably pass out from dehydration, right? So it's common that people get pulled out, but it's usually pretty easy. Like it's just like a quick second and the person gets pulled out from in front of the barricade. So in this clip, you can see the security struggling to pull someone out. I mean, they're just squished so tight against that barricade that the security's having a really hard time to push them out. So let's play this clip right here. Right, and the people that are able to like well, walking just loosely right in front of the barricade, they, they've already gone over the barricade for whatever reason. Either they, they were already dehydrated or asked, screamed for help, um, or they, they were passed out and they were they, they came back to consciousness once they got pulled out of the, the, the hot, sweaty mess and all the pressure from the crowd surge. Um, but as you saw with the ones that were standing on the barricade, right, so the barricades usually have, uh, they're called crash barricades, right? So there's a platform on one side that the audience stands on, so the, the weight of the audience holds the barricade down um, so that they, you know, they can't be pushed over. Um, and, how, and however, the crowd surge apparently was so strong that those barricades broke and they should not break. That's that's a lot of steel that, that just they just broke through. And then on the other side of those barricades, there's a small platform that people can stand on top of and then they can pull people out or they can watch the crowd, right? See what's happening within the crowd. And you could see the people on those other side of the barricade on the side of the stage, they were having a really hard time pushing, pulling the people out there, yanking them several times just to get them inch by inch out of the crowd. So that's how tight that crowd surge was right there in front of the stage. And then the last clip I'll, I'll show before I show you all that what I believe was a stop show event is, is really disturbing. It's, it's Travis Scott standing on that platform, 
looking down into the crowd, he can clearly see that someone is passed out, being carried out, right? And looks pretty lifeless. I mean, looks the person looks like they're dead. And he's up there saying the words, dead, dead, dead. I mean, it's a really disturbing clip. That's disturbing. Okay, so now why this show should have never happened, and then we'll talk about some some solutions. And so, again, so security is the number one thing, right? If you're producing events, if you're on the promoter side or the the producer side, so you're, you know, if, if an artist plays a show, the artist is the producer of their own show, right? Um, so it's not always necessarily these these big elaborate productions, but on a festival, it is a bigger pro- pro- producer or production team that's all involved working with the artist to put these on, right? And and the second your event or your concert becomes unsafe, it should be a stop show event. The show just needs to be stopped. And as I mentioned, we talked about the security check-in, right? People coming in through the gates and security, and there's several areas, several clips where people have just broken down the security gates and are just running into the venue, not being checked. Uh, in some of those clips, there are even people with backpacks on getting into into the festival site, which that's horrible. I mean, what, what's in those backpacks, right? Is there's weapons, explosives, like what what is in those backpacks? I mean, they could have potentially killed hundreds and not thousands of people uh, if they would have brought weapons in. And there's some real dangerous people that got in there. Uh, but you know, it's already sold out. It's been sold out for months. And with these hundreds or even thousands of probably thousands, there's several areas uh, as was basically happening at all the entrances. And there's another area where people just started jumping over the fence and the weight of the mass of people jumping over a fence broke down the fence. And again, all different areas where people are just running in by, by the hundreds. Um, so maybe thousands of people got in that shouldn't have been in there in a site that's already oversold and can't handle the people that are there probably contributing to more of that crowd search. And there's been stories of people getting uh, stabbed by needles and injected with something, right? And some believe it may have been fentanyl, um, which could have contributed to some people having cardiac arrest. Um, but again, that that the kind of stuff comes in when there's nobody being checked at security, right? So here's one of the clips of people just storming in through the security gate. That, that entire clip is about two minutes long. And as, as you saw, the entire time, there's dozens of people running in per you know, per second. And that was happening for at least two minutes. That's how long the clip is. And if not longer, you know, so again, hundreds of people just storming in and just at one location. This was happening at several locations and people jumping over a fence. And you know, the, the horrible thing is, so let's talk about security at concerts in general. Most so the security company, I'm, I'm calling them out. So the security company that was used at this event was a security company called CSC, uh, Contemporary Services Corporation, I believe is what it stands for. And 
and I've worked for CSC and I know what they pay, right? And, and I've been on the other side, on the promoter side, where work for a venue that hired them. And I know what they what they charge to the venues and promoters. So they, if you're a promoter or a venue, you're probably paying them 18 to $24 an hour, depending on the city, depending on how established you are and your relationship with, with CSC, right? And out of 18 to $24 an hour, and that's just for regular guards and then you have your supervisors, right? The, the security guard gets paid minimum wage. Right. So at, at the time when I was working for them, the minimum wage was pretty low. It was like six or seven dollars an hour. That's, that's what I got paid. And there's there's you know, it's, it's probably still minimum wage. I've heard people talk about it. It's less than ten dollars an hour for sure. And I, I know in the liberty movement, right, we're all about um, fr- free market, free and open markets and everything. But when it comes to your and, and that's the thing. Right. So if there was transparency and the promoters knew what was actually being done, right? They're actually only getting paid minimum wage um, and they're not really qualified. It's like, there's no training. They're not former like military or former police, like zero training. I like, usually talking about college kids or people that are older, right? So just think about like going to a sports game and the people that are the ushers, like they're taking you to the seats. Those are the exact same people. They were for the same company. They, you know, they're, they're the exact same people are going to work festivals like that. They're not trained for things like that. And there is no training, right? So you just kind of just learn as you go. And that's that's where the free market needs to take over, right? So that's, that's my solutions. All my solutions are free market oriented. And the free market just needs to step in and the industry needs to correct itself from all these mistakes. But when it comes to legal repercussions, I mean, there, there's people that are there. They, they should... They should go to jail for what happened and they should, they're responsible for for the deaths of these people right so, um so continue talking about security so you're paying minimum wage there's no training there's no qualifications um they were understaffed there's not enough security and w- one thing that was pretty disturbing is their security protocol and i looked up the i guess the, the definition i think it was like a government definition of what a multiple casualty uh event is or also well, mci is what they call it right multiple casualty incident so let me uh, if you're looking at the the video version um, i'm going to share the document from from the festival that which is like their entire security protocol and in this document right you see what is considered a multiple casualty incident. uh so the definition slash overview and this is exactly the same definition that, that any government um entity would use. So, uh, though a number of events may be called catastrophic or disasters, there is no one agreed upon definition of an MCI, multiple casualty incidents. For the purpose of this plan, we shall consider an MCI to be uh, timed to be, and this, and this grammar errors and this too drives me nuts, but so to consider an MCI to be a time that on-site EMS services become overwhelmed and outside resources need to be summoned, right? So it's not a multiple, multiple casualty incident until their medics are overwhelmed. But what if they are understaffed with medics? What if they scheduled only six medics for a 50,000 person event? Of course, they're going to be overwhelmed, right? And the, the other thing too is that I have an issue with People are going to a concert. They're trusting the organizers of that concert to, to keep them safe, right? You you don't go to a concert and feel like you should be worried about your safety. You're there to have a good time. You're there to let loose, to have a couple of drinks, to maybe smoke some weed, right? Whatever it is you do to have fun, that's your total right. And you should feel safe when you go there. When one person dies, not eight or nine, but the ninth person died a couple of days later, but eight people died at the event. 11 people had cardiac arrest at the event. There's over 300 people injured at the event. That event should have stopped. Now to say after the first person died might be a little extreme, 
Boy Lambda's second person died. Done. The event is over, right? So even if the thing with the security gates didn't happen, the second the second person died, it should have been over because your crowd is not safe. Your crowd is dying and suffering and it's eventually been stopped. But again, once that security security gates were broken down in broad daylight, that's already where it should have stopped. So we should have never even gotten to that point, right? And in the in the video where I'll go more in depth, where I went more in depth uh, on, on my YouTube channel or, or even my podcast, um, if you want to hear, I talk about some other scenarios, right? So if you cancel an event with 50,000 people there, of course, that's not the safest thing to do. So you have to have a strategy on how you're going to cancel an event and turn away 50,000 people, uh, which, which I talk about in that in my, my more in-depth video. I'm trying to keep this short. Uh, sorry, Brian. <laughs> but um, some solutions. So let me just offer a couple quick solutions. So first of all, you got to have trained and qualified people, right? So again, no, no government licenses. Uh, I think there should be organizations that are certifying bodies that certify events that certify promoters that certify venues that certify artists right so it could be this artist is certified by this safety company this venue is certified by this safety company and those promoters those artists they pay for someone maybe they split the cost i mean there's lots of costs that get split by the artists and promoters or the artists and the venues depending how many people are involved in promoting the show but it should be a show cost that someone goes to the site and does a security inspection and makes sure that the event is safe, that the perimeter is safe, that there's enough staffing, that you bring a bomb sniffing dog and you you, you go check for, for explosives, you um, have proper metal detectors detecting knives, guns, right, whatever else you're, you're detecting for, um, and certifies those events saying it's safe. It's safe to go to this event. And they have the best promoters in the world. I mean, you have your artists, your, I mean, we're massive influencers, right? So if they put out PSAs saying this event is certified by this organization, and you can have competing organizations, right? And those organizations can talk about why they're better. I mean, in the personal training industry, there's all different types of personal training certifications and every gym accepts different certifications, right? So maybe every artist accepts certain certifications or maybe every venue you know so, so maybe certain artists only play venues that are certified by this body or that body or these two or three certifications maybe there is um venues that will only allow artists where their their team is certified by one of the certifications that that venue approves right so the venues and the artists should should have the right to choose which certifying bodies they approve, but there needs to be some certifications. There needs to be accountability. And I think conversations like this can create awareness around how horrible our industry is when it comes to security. And, you know, unions would be great too, right? So as long as, again, I think a lot of people in the liberty world are pro-unions because as long as you join voluntarily, as long as these there is unions are not lobbying the government and are trying to create laws to by, by, by lawmakers that have absolutely no idea about our industry, right? If there's unions, you know, there's, there's unions when, with production company, right? Uh, companies, right? So IATSE is like a really big union that offers labor for for shows and and they're great. There's, there's you know, it's a little bit of a pain to ask because you have to work around the union rules, but it's okay, right? Their, their workers are paid really well. They high quality workers. Um, they're treated fairly. They get plenty of breaks, right? Because especially when we're working 16, 17, 18 hour days, they're, the workers are taken care of. And, and security, they are not taken care of. I mean, a lot of these events, people forget to bring them water, right? I mean, you're talking about someone standing in the same position for, at the same post for eight, nine, 10, in a festival like this, maybe 15 hours, maybe not even get a relief for a bathroom break, right? And 
not having enough water, right? Nobody's taking care of these security guards, especially when you have 500 guards. It's, there's nobody taking care of them. And it's absolute BS and that needs to change, right? So conversations like this need to be out there. We need to be more transparent about all the issues within our industry. And we need to take care of our security. And I think unions would help. I think certifications would help. Um, just make sure that I didn't miss anything. I'm gonna add a couple, couple of notes. I didn't use my notes at all for, for this one. Um, but there's a lot we can do, right? There's a lot we can do to to offer solutions to have better security. And then the last thing I want to say is I've been to a few Liberty events uh, recently, and it has been fun. I had a really, really good time uh, at those. And you're talking. I, mean, I don't want to call any events out. Uh, I, I was in the beginning, but I'm, I'm not gonna do that. But um, you're talking about a, a, over a thousand, over two thousand people at some of these events, and no security at all. Absolutely no security. So. Luckily, you know, at Liberty events, probably half the audience strapped anyway. So if someone, some idiot comes and tries to pull something, uh, they're probably going to get taken out pretty quickly. But it, it also only takes a couple seconds, right, for your your talent on stage. I mean, God forbid, one of the one of the people that we love and listen to, one of the people that we want to run and represent our party, is standing on a stage at a venue that's not secured, and someone takes their life, right? We got to be more responsible, too, as libertarians. And maybe we lead by example and show the music industry, the entertainment industry, how to do it right. Right. Because we have good ideas. We have good solutions that don't require government, that don't require force and coercion. Right. That's just us working together, making sure we have amazing events. Everyone's having a good time and everyone is involved, working, participating and just coming as a as a guest voluntarily and feeling safe and having an amazing time. So anyways, uh, thank y'all for, for listening. Thanks for whoever stuck around for this whole thing. Uh, thanks for allowing me to speak about, about this topic on, on Brian, on the Brian Nichols show. Uh, thanks to Brian Nichols for allowing me to talk about this. Um, as y'all know, when I'm on, on, on Brian Nichols, I'm, I'm not the best self promoter, but you know, go, go to Brian uh, to, to learn more about the Brian Nichols show and all the great uh, episodes uh, Brian has had, the great amazing guests he's had. Uh, if you want to learn more about me, everything about me is on makingitwithchrisg.com. I haven't posted much on the website lately, but uh, all the links to to the socials that I do use most of the time, so, so YouTube and Instagram pretty much, um, you can find those links there. Link to my Patreon is there if you're someone that's in the music industry and that's trying to learn how this industry works. So you can find all of that there. But again, thank you all for, for listening. Uh, subscribe to the show. Leave a review. Uh, leave a, Hopefully it's a five-star review, right? Leave, leave Brian some reviews on Apple Podcasts. That really helps bring the the, the, the scale of the podcast up and has, helps Brian get more amazing guests and more sponsors supporting the show. Uh, so thank you all so much. And as I always say, go see shows, meet people, make stuff, and live the life you love. Peace, my friends. Thanks for listening to The Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe. Want to help us reach more people? Give the show a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe too. Find us at briannicholsshow.com and download the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow me on social media at bnicholsliberty and consider donating to the show at briannicholsshow.com forward slash support. The Brian Nichols Show is supported by viewers like you. Thank you to our patrons, Daryl Schmitz, Laura Stanley, Michael Lima, Mitchell Mankiewicz, Cody Johns, Craig DaCosta, and the We Are Libertarians Network. 
trust the experts. We're all in this together. If it saves one life, raise your hand if you heard any of those tiresome phrases over the past year and a half. I know my hand is currently raised. Millions of people across dozens of industries were labeled unessential and forced to lock down with livelihoods and futures crushed in an instant. And as government has continued to expand its power and leverage fear to turn neighbor against neighbor, a group of filmmakers have taken a stand and are determined to help set the record straight on the importance of following the actual science of the pandemic. Follow the science on lockdowns and liberty from the Sound Mind Creative Group is a brand new docuseries highlighting the stories of those negatively impacted over the past year and a half by ineffective government policies enacted in the name of following the science. With noted experts like Nick Hudson from Panda, the pandemic data and analytics organization, healthcare policy advisors like Scott Atlas, and telling the stories of business owners, families, and just your average everyday person harmed by these government mandates. Follow the science on lockdowns and liberty is giving us a chance to make sure the true stories of the pandemic are told. So please help us at the Brian Nichols Show in supporting the Sound Mind Creative Group. With noted figures in the liberty movement like Dr. Tom Woods donating thousands of their own dollars to this project, you know just how important this project is. So head to briannicholshow.com forward slash follow the science to donate and catch their brand new trailer to the docuseries one more time. That's briannicholshow.com forward slash follow the science.